Same ground, different sound. You're on homo ground. This is episode 248. This episode features Lane Moore from the band It Was Romance. Lane also produces a live event called Tinder Live, where she invites fellow comedians on stage as she swipes through Tinder profiles. Lane is also the author of a book of personal essays called How to Be Alone, If You Want to, and Even If You Don't. I sat down with Lane about a year ago to talk about the book, among other things, and I'm so excited to finally share it on Homo Ground. Hi, this is Lane Moore from It Was Romance, and you're listening to Homo Ground. So I have a book coming out called How to Be Alone If You Want to and Even If You Don't. You hear the title and it probably sounds like it's obvious what it's about. And, you know, it is and it isn't. I wanted to explore loneliness through the lens of not having what you needed during your formative years and how that impacts, you know, everything, how you have friends or don't have friends, how you are able to find love, the kind of love that you want or can't find that. I had never seen myself reflected in the world like that, really. It's something that nobody ever really talks about. Like uh, if your family wasn't super present or if they died or if they left or whatever, like pretty much everybody has some sort of pain around their family that they're carrying into every other relationship for the rest of their lives. And I didn't really see that reflected in very many books in a really immersive way.
I used to teach writing workshops for people who were struggling with procrastination and just like couldn't get started or couldn't put stuff out. And I really loved teaching them because that is something I understand. I don't think I struggle with drive, but I definitely did struggle with feeling that my stuff wasn't good enough yet. I find that so many, like particularly women, like will second guess the shit out of themselves. So many guys that I've met all say they play guitar and you're like, you can't possibly all play guitar. But if they can play like a few chords, they'll be like, yeah, I play guitar. And there was a girl that I met years ago and we were talking and I said I was a musician and she was like, oh yeah, I kind of play music a little bit too. And I was like, what do you play? It was just like, no, I'm not going to hear you say you kind of play music. I'm sure you do. Like, what, what do you play? And she was like, I play drums. And I was like, how long have you played drums for? And she was like, 10 years. And I was like, you play drums! But it just really solidified in my mind, like just the disparity of like men being like, oh, I did that once for a few few seconds. Like, you know, whatever, like not all dudes, but so many men are just like, eh, I tried that once. I do it. And so many women are like, I've done that 12,000 times for my whole life and I kind of do it. I just wish there was more of like an even ground there. I think with people who like can't get started on stuff, it's just that fear that you're not ready. You're not good enough, but you're probably ready to put stuff out you're not going to get good enough unless you try and put stuff out there. Like it's just it's scary and it sucks, but you just have to start somewhere. And that did take me a while, but I regret not having put stuff out sooner not having, not having done so many things sooner. But, and I talk about this a lot in my book where like, I didn't have a lot of encouragement or support. And if you don't have that encouragement or support, it's going to take you longer to start stuff. It's going to take you longer to have faith in yourself. And, you know, I wish that I'd had guidance or, you know, advice or some sort of direction to point to. But I was, you know, really on my own. And 
figuring that out. And that makes a difference. Like having somebody who believes in you and is telling you to do it and telling you how to do it and telling you when to do it and who to send it to. Like all that stuff is so huge. And not everyone has that. Like We talk about like everyone has that. No, they don't. I've been in therapy a really long time. I'd say, I would say I recommend it, but I feel like, I feel like queer people get it. I feel like queer people are like, yes, therapy is helpful. We know. But if you don't know and you're not sure, I really feel like it is helpful for everyone. It's just finding the right person, just finding someone that you feel comfortable with. I definitely had some really rough times finding someone that was like the right one, but it's worth it. Cause when it's the right person, like it could just make night and day difference in your life. So Hold out for the one where you're like, I think this is actually really good. Like that's, yeah. And stick with it as long as it's it's helpful, as long as you need it. Like there's no, goodness, yeah, there's no shame. <laughs> there's no shame in, in bettering yourself and making yourself feel less pain. The year 2020 is coming up and I don't know about you, but I like to plan in advance. I'm already thinking about what Homoground is going to be doing in the year 2020. And for me to stay organized with all of the Homoground projects I have going on, I need a really good calendar. That's why I was so excited to hear about Wee Moon. It's more than just an appointment book. It's an astrological moon calendar and includes articles on astrology, holy days, moon cycles, and also contains inspirational stories, works of art, poems, images, and more to celebrate the diversity and uniqueness of women and to engage women everywhere to live their truths. Their new calendar for 2020 is called Wake Up Call, and it summons and inspires us to the deepest, most loving rescue work we can imagine, exploring new possibilities for healing Earth and mending humanity. Who knows what's in store for 2020, but we do know that the 2020 goddess vision is here. We Moon is always accepting submissions from women around the world, so if you're interested in submitting work, please visit their website, wemoon.ws, for more information and details on upcoming themes. That's wemoon, W-E-M-O-O-N dot W-S. And if you're interested in purchasing the calendar, you can use code HOMO, H-O-M-O, and get 15% off. And start your 2020 with divine energy. Whenever people ask, like, how I keep up with everything I have going, and I don't mean to sound negative, my first thing I think of is, like, I don't know, I cry a lot. It's not sustainable, <laughs> which is a joke, but not a joke. Like, I work really hard, and I work too much, and it's exhausting. But I want to say that because I want to be honest about the process, and I don't want to make it sound like it's not hard, and it's not exhausting, and that I don't have days when I've been working almost 24 hours straight, even though, like, I'm the one making me do this, and... You know, I struggle with working way too much and taking time for myself, taking time to eat. My favorite relationships were definitely ones where, like, they were constantly slipping me sandwiches. <laughs> like, because I'm not really great at, at taking care of myself within that, and that's something that I'm kind of working on. Sometimes when you relax more, your brain gets even more ideas. Even when I try to take days off, like, I'll be trying to relax. My brain will be like, you know what's a good idea? You should do this. That'd be a cool show idea. And I'm like, ugh! Like, yes, it is, but, like, I love that there's a really excited little kid in me who wants to make so many things.
One thing that I hope this book does now that I think about it is gives hope to people who didn't have a ton of support, who didn't have a ton of people saying that they believed in them and a ton of resources to make stuff happen. You can still do it. It, it almost sounds like I'm, you know, like a psychologist and it's like, nope, I'm just coming at this from my own way that I've explored the world and explored my own relationships and just kind of telling my own stories as a way to, you know, a, be entertaining, but also to kind of explain where I've come from in these situations and what it's felt like for me and the people who've already read the book, whether they really related to my life experience, my, you know, the things that I've been through, that they felt very similarly and hadn't seen it said that way. And that means so much to me because that's absolutely what I want. I just recorded the audiobook. And recorded the audiobook in a studio where, like, David Bowie and Lou Reed had recorded. It was really cool. And, like, yeah, when we started doing it, I was like, oh, like, that sounds exhausting. Like, reading a whole book. on It just seemed really daunting. I was grateful, but it just seemed like, oh, my God, that's I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to lose my voice. But then once we started doing it, I was like, this is so fun. Can I do this every day? When I started reading it, I was like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wait, no, 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 no. And I just instead started reading it like I was telling a series of stories. The way you would talk to a friend you're getting to know at like three in the morning. Like that's how I read it. Because I was like, that's how I wrote it. I wrote it for the reader. So I read it for the reader as well. There's one relationship that's really central in the book that inspired so many of my It Was Romance songs. I thought it was really, really cool to be able to tell the story of my relationship with this person in the story of the progression, where I wrote certain songs at which points in our relationship. Like I always look at different songs that like they really tell the story of like how our relationship went. It's like, oh, okay, I wrote this song when things were really good. And then I wrote this song when things weren't as good and I was having some doubts. And then I wrote this song when I was trying to make myself hold on and this song when the relationship was fully dead. There's a, a song in the book that I have yet to release in any way and I talk about it because it's it's a big part of my relationship with this person and I just wrote out the lyrics so in the printed book you just see the written out lyrics 
But on the audiobook, I sang it a cappella so you can hear how the song went, which was such a cool moment. And then I also recorded a song on my electric ukulele that plays to the intro of the audiobook and the outro. So like music is is so weaved in. I love sharing stuff like this with people. I love it. It's like creating is the best feeling in the world. Like writing a song and having it mean something to somebody, writing this book and having that mean something to somebody, doing Tinder Live and having that, you know, make people feel so good and me feel so good as well. Like ever since I was a kid, that's like the one thing I've been able to count on as like a form of like satisfaction and joy and fulfillment and pride.
The book's super queer. I talk a lot about biphobia and being a queer teenager and I talk a lot about witches and trying to have seances as a, as a little as a little teen. I talk about, you know, being in love with your like best female friend growing up and how what a weird journey that is. Uh, who's, you know, maybe not queer, let's just say, or at least doesn't think so, um, which is ugh, so, so heartbreaking. And, you know, um, I really, I, I'm attracted to all genders. So um, I talk a lot in the book about that because, you know, there's not a lot of that in media. I think we're, we're getting to a point where it's like, we have a lot of, a lot being written about and a lot of, a lot of gay stories being told and a lot of lesbian stories being told but I think we're still kind of catching up to like queer and bisexual stories being told and so you know it was important for me to talk about my relationships with men in the same exact way as I talk about my relationships with women and you know like yeah it's just like I just I think I think gender is so I really I do think that gender is a fluid thing and I think that um you know for me I have the capacity to be attracted to anyone and I think that that's something more and more people are finding is true for them and you know hopefully we can get past some of these like really stupid ideas that we have about that 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 like you know makes you just want to sleep with everybody like no no (laughs) I'm attracted to everyone and no one Most of my friends I never see They live always outside of here I try and make new ones every week Then again I know, then again I know I'd leave
This episode of Homo Ground was made possible by critical explorers of future societies. Michael Bacon, Ashley Amon, Brian Shields, Willard Joyce, Chris Lane, Corey, Adriana Martinez, D, Fernanda Delgado, Jordan La Liaison, Joseph Martin, Kim Baglieri, Lucenti, Lucy, and the Queer Public Podcast. If you are able to make a financial contribution to Homo Ground to keep us running, head over to homoground.com slash Patreon. Any amount helps us grow this podcast. Also, thanks to our newest sponsor, WeMoon. You heard me talk about their moon calendar in the middle of this episode. Head over to wemoon.ws for more information. And we're so excited to have a sponsor that is a creative piece of work and also promoting values and uh, themes and ideologies that we believe in. That's one of the goals with Homoground is to try to align ourselves with things that we believe in to the best that we can, which is also why we are presenting an event in December in Brooklyn called Queering Capitalism. It's a market where we can come and sell the things that we create. There's going to be jewelry makers, people who make clothes out of upcycled material, plus a whole lot more, and we'll have some yummy food vendors there too. If you make something and you want to sell it at this event in Brooklyn, it's on December 15th. You can find more information on our website at homoground.com slash queeringcapitalism. Come out to $3 Bill in Bushwick and come check out the cool things we're making. Um, I'm going to be there with the feminist playing cards and some Homoground swag. And yeah, thank you so much for supporting Homoground and listening whenever we put out new episodes, sharing them with your friends, following us on social media, engaging with us through messages and comments and resharing episodes that you like. And it really, it really makes a difference. I am excited about 2020, like all the stuff that I was saying in the middle of the episode about planning Um, I have been doing a lot of strategizing and I will not share that here. I'm going to share that for the Patreon. So if you want to find out more about what's in store for Homoground and get more like behind the scenes kind of stuff, head over to homoground.com slash Patreon. Homoground is going to be nine soon, and over the eight years that I've been doing Homoground, amazing people have come into my life to help me with this project. And that's what it had been for a long time. People helping. People taking time out of their life to work on Homoground. And I want to get to a point now where I'm like, I have a team of people and I can pay them. That would be so awesome for me. And it's taking a lot of time to get to that point, um, but I can see it happening slowly. And I'm really excited about it. And yeah, so more updates on that on the Patreon. Head over to homoground.com slash Patreon.